Hey, what's up, Liron here. It is casual podcast time, and I want to talk to you about one of the things I'm most excited about for the next couple of weeks, and that is improving my watercolor skills. So as you've seen, as you have been profusely updating you about, I've been devoting a lot of time to working on anatomy and figures and manga. Now it's time to balance it out with watercolor. There are a few areas where I feel my skill is uh, a bit weak, and it's things I'd like to really improve. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with my vision improving and my standards rising and that's usually how it works for me so I'll be very happy with my work then I just feel like I improve mentally and so I want to produce something better so I'm not as satisfied with my work and then I go through a growth cycle and I'm satisfied with it once again Uh, and that that will happen several times during a year Uh, so the two things I really want to work on are one color matching Uh, which is still a big challenge to me, and then wet and wet technique. And perhaps I'll add a third one, which is controlling, um, not controlling, but rather getting the overall message, overall composition, and that thing that binds the painting together and making it feel like one specific scene, atmosphere, mood, whatever you want to call it, something that is more overarching. Uh, It has to do with the plan, it has to do with the execution. Uh, So let's break it down. The first thing, color matching. I do feel okay in my ability to match the colors I see to a certain extent. So if if I'll swatch something out, I'll I'll use a, a viewfinder, I'll put it on a piece of paper or whatever, and I'll try and paint the, the color I see there, I will be able to do it. I'll, I'll mix it from my primary colors. Where the issue begins is first, I don't swatch while I paint, so I don't actually observe different parts of the scene and try and figure out what value is this, what value is, uh, what color is this, what color is that. I don't do that. Um, and it's very hard to do because you're working on larger washes. So that's the, f- the first issue. And it's just really hard to do while painting. And then you have the issue of gradual transitions. So watercolor is flowy and there are some midpoints. So how do you match those midpoints? It's not just about mixing a color for every stage. It's more about thinking about the overall shapes uh, and and a shape could be the underpainting too, and getting it right. And that is something really hard. So I can match a color as a skill, but in the context of a painting, while I'm in the painting process, I'm having a much harder time to properly match the color. So that's one thing that really bugs me and I hope to work on. Uh, the other thing I was talking about is... Uh, the wet and wet technique, which I put a lot of focus on because I've been observing a lot of uh, Eastern artists actually recently, like Misulbu and a bunch of others, Korean, Chinese, uh, even Japanese. And, and one thing I notice is that a lot of the underlying process is uh, pre-wetting an area, either with water, clean water, or with very thin paint, and then reworking more wet and wet, more wet and wet, more and more and more and more and more. Uh, until they get what they want and and c- merging large areas with this technique so it doesn't have to be the entire painting but it's definitely specific areas uh, and it leads to a very good control of the edges it leads to works that have a nice feeling of some areas are in focus other areas are blurry and you can achieve such an amazing result with this uh, kind of methodology, and it is something I didn't put enough emphasis on. So even for first washes, uh, I'm now trying to put on a very pale wash 
that's kind of like pre-wetting the paper and then reworking the wet and wet as much as possible to make sure I make the most out of it and getting the timing right, which is, of course, the big challenge. Uh, so these two things, I'm already starting to feel improvement. So yesterday I retried my uh, New York skyline scene from the latest YouTube video that I really messed up. Uh, so I did a few more studies and I feel much more confident in the wet and wet technique. And then today I worked harder on matching colors and I actually came to some significant conclusions uh, that I'll share with you uh, in just a moment. But I was able to produce a really, really nice painting that I will put as a picture for this episode and you've probably seen it uh, on Instagram. I just posted it, posted it on the Discord, posted it in many places, YouTube, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, very proud of it. It's actually from my hometown where I grew up. Um, and it's a very good end result. Now, one of the things that enabled me to achieve this is, and this is the new thing I learned, there is an inherent problem with painting from a photo that's on the screen. And that's how I'll usually paint. So what I do is I take pictures with my phone and then I send them over to the Mac uh, and I open them up on the screen and paint from them. The issue with that is that the computer has, the, the screen has a brightness to it. So it ends up being sometimes brighter than the paper on which I'm painting. So then I can't really rely on observing it. And that was a big issue. And so it came to a point where I was struggling to mix a paint. And I wasn't, I wasn't able to figure out why I'm failing and mixing it. And it's blues. It's always blues that give me the, this much of a challenge. Uh, and then I realized that the screen's brightness is so high that there's no way I can possibly mix that paint. It's just brighter than my paper. So what I did was lower the brightness on my screen and voila, I can mix something pretty close. So it wasn't even the color necessarily, it was more about the value. So this is the issue with painting from a screen that has a light in it. Uh, so what I did instead was paint the reference photo, but here's the kicker, and you will see it in the photo, uh, the, in the painting I posted. Um, our printer, it, it ran out of the blue uh, tone. So it's it didn't, didn't run out of it completely, but you can tell it's very low, especially the blue. Um, and so the magenta and the uh, the cyan, I mean. So the magenta and the, and the yellow are very dominant. So it ended up printing it kind of red-ish. And I just thought to myself, I'll go with that. And all of a sudden, the sky that were too light to paint when they were on my screen are now printed on paper. So they are, by definition, darker than the paper white. And then I was able to tackle it. And I worked really hard on realizing what colors are in the, in the photo by using a viewfinder, this little squiggly square hole in a paper that allows you to see a color in an isolated way, the same way you would do with uh, sampling a color on Photoshop. Um, and that was a big unlock for me. So I think when I'm practicing color matching, I'll try and do it uh, pretty much all the time with uh, printed stuff. And that also means that for the next couple of paintings, I'll work from printed photos. I think at least in the beginning, it will be very important for me to do it this way to make sure that I learn how to properly match uh, and then I'll be able to uh, 
painted, even from a screen probably, and from real life, of course. Real life, uh, you really have to figure out what you're looking at. Um, so these are my two cents on that. Uh, I'm happy that it's been two days into this new rigorous practice um, uh, regiment, and I'm already feeling big, big improvements. Uh, and hopefully that will translate to better paintings, more skillfully done paintings, and better lessons for me to teach you. It will take some time because anatomy, for example, I devoted a few months to it, took some time to get that um, light speed improvement, uh, and I and I will have to continue doing it on the side just to, you know, maintain my level. Uh, but, but with watercolor, I don't know how long it'll take, but hopefully you will feel the difference, and I think that last video of the New York skyline with the World Trade Center... Uh, will be a good starting point for that uh, to compare, a good reference point to say, here I decided to really improve these skills, and here we go, this is how much I improved. Uh, so I hope that makes sense. Now, there are a lot of interesting developments other than that, but I think I'll save these for an upcoming episode. So thank you so, so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. One thing, make sure you check out the Discord, uh, because it is becoming very active, and I'm very active there, and I'm following you there if you post your uh, Instagram links, and it's just very fun, a lot of positive people. And if you are in the Discord, thank you so much for being there. Great conversation, and, and it's one of the next steps that I see in, in my work life, because um, other than social media platforms, it's really cool to have a place to really discuss and share freely in a chat format, and you can have different topics like painting and drawing and general chat, and it's just great fun. It's very intimate. It's much more intimate than uh, a public, and even though it's it's a it's an open Discord, anyone can join. Um, but I'm actually considering limiting the number for starters. But yeah, it's it just feels a little different. So I hope to see you there, and if you're there, I'm super grateful, and I will talk to you again in another episode real soon.